Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot turn back. Yeah, welcome in to another rousing rendition of Libservative Intellectual Idiots Fostering Political and Cultural Literacy. For Bell the Body Snatcher, he, as always, is Corey Walsh. Corey, before you say anything, your mic is muted still. <laughs> He's Dad Griffin. Why did it mute my mic still? I have no idea. Oh, this uh, fucking just, duck from StreamYard. It's just going to be one of those days, Corey. Uh, over the pants hand jobs, dude. 30 seconds in. Yeah, over the pants hand jobs. It's not good. <laughs> they suck. A metaphor for government. government. I know. I want, I want to actually explain it. It's like, why is over the pants hand jobs a metaphor for government? <laughs> it's like, well, it's because over the pants hand jobs suck. Over the pants hand jobs, not just what Lauren Bovert gave to her side piece in a movie theater, or I'm sorry, not a movie theater, just a theater uh, with kids inside, but it's it is the perfect metaphor for government. Dad's pocket pool is bullshit unless you got a hole in your pocket. It makes you feel just good enough for you to kind of let your guard down and feel wanted until it causes you to make a mess all over yourself that you then have to clean up. Just heavy petting. Yes, that's government. That's what it is. Uh, that was my attempt at a joke. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Okay. <laughs> Libservative Podcast. Let's find it on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. And we can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. And you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. We're going to have to apologize ahead of time for Bell because he may be in and out. He's having some internet issues. <laughs> These happen. So I did a shot of uh, some completely legal moonshine. Oh. And I wasn't feeling it. And then I did a second one. And now I think the first one's going straight to the brain. So I'm waiting for that second gear to kick in. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> You may just may just receive that over the pants and job you were looking for. Uh, obviously. From myself. Yeah, I'm fine during the show. Oh, Bell's fine. <laughs> we uh, we're definitely going to talk about uh, Lauren Bobert, but some other stuff we're going to get to tonight. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to do do a little update on the uh, UAW strike. Not necessarily like what the newest um, offers are from the big three, but it's just kind of go over the tactics that the UAW is is implementing. Uh, you and Bell both seem to be big fans of this. I am mostly a fan of this, but I'm going to try and play a little bit of devil's advocate just to make sure that we have a decent uh, conversation regarding such things. We're going to talk about uh, the new accusations against Russell Brand. We're not necessarily going to talk about the accusations themselves, but more the reaction to them and why uh, our siloed media makes these things such a big issue. And then uh, what else we got? Oh, the uh, Governor Whitmer plotters, uh, three of them acquitted, I think, was it Friday, I believe? Uh, and then uh, uh, it might have been Monday. Maybe it was it was it was some days, some days in the past. Actually, and no, I think it was Friday because of the 15th. 15th is Friday, right? Well, today's the 20th. 
Yeah, five days ago. Tuesday, so, Monday. Corey, you're Sunday, correct. Saturday, Friday. Friday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then we start again. Ooh. And Remember some that song? Com- no, and I don't care. Uh, and then some completely, <laughs> <laughs> some completely predictable corruption uh, out of Ukraine that we could have called. Uh, but before any of that, let's, Banger, give love, Dan. let's give some love to Mitt Romney, Corey. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if we have like his little, because I think he was an actual speech, but uh, Mitt no, Romney it, is the first one, <laughs> the the best thing Mitt Romney has ever done in his entire political career. Was retire. Mitt that he's too old and retire. <laughs> this is fantastic because I remember, so you know how we have, uh, we have his all- low, wait, 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 wait. His low point was the 47% mark remark when he said that he only that he wasn't going to be able to get 47% of the voters so not there's no point in even going after him. And his <laughs> high water mark is saying I'm stepping down guys. I'm stepping down. I realize And I'm I don't give old. a shit, you know, he was a he was a democrat darling because you didn't like Trump. Well, that's actually where I was going to go next here cuz you know how we have like the last 3, you maybe even 4. Let's see, 12, 16, 20, definitely three election cycles. How this is the most important election of our of our lives because democracy is at stake. Well, Mitt Romney ran for president in 2012, and then the, the Democrats were saying that then. And now all of a sudden, uh, because he was against Trump, and now probably, probably because he's stepping down, you're gonna get some, you're gonna get some even some leftists that are like, eh, that's a pretty cool move by Mitt Romney. Uh, but now all of a sudden, Mitt Romney's not a danger. Like, do you see how they continue to play these stupid games with us all the time? Yeah, they have yeah. all the blowhard sort of like lefty pundits. Even so ones there, there's a there's an actual psychological even thing ones we it. used to respect, or at least I used to respect. Uh, they have them again here going into 2024. There's a uh, there's a psychological thing. Um, when you use certain words like disgusting and vile and different words like that, that, uh, that attribute to like that gut reaction when you get like a nasty smell or when something's gross and you get that like gut wrenching thing where it's like, Oh, and both sides do a thing where they try to do their damnedest to attribute individual people in like that are a part of politics to those words because they do a damn good job at getting people to associate that gut wrench feeling in their stomach with certain candidates. And uh, yeah, it, it works. It works. It absolutely works. And then once they're and that, gone, and that, where I was going matter. with that was, was the original thing. Like this is the most important election because those words are all tossed in there. And every single time they fear monger and get people to get that, pukey reflex in their stomach over people who they just don't agree with ideolo- ideologically and different opinions than yours are the absolute devil dan the thing that makes that so dumb is that that is that that statement is always fundamentally true yes of course the next election is the most important of our lifetime because it's the one that's going on now so it's always <laughs> going to be the most important election it is the most important because the one after that it's far away and the one that already happened the it's uh over. yeah <laughs> the, the score's chalked up oh i hate it whatever we so have this to is give the most little- important election well yeah it is because there's no other elections 
we had to give a little credit to Mitt for being basically the only congressperson that's like, yeah, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> McConnell, Feinstein, Biden, Trump. It might, be, it might be too <laughs> All late. All of you guys take fucking notes. It might be too late for... Are we uh, ableist now? Are we ageist, Dan? Yeah. I don't, yeah. What, fine. When it comes to... When it comes to uh, our Congress people and the people who are actually representing us in the free world, fine. I'm happy to be a fucking ageist. Like, of, all the is, of all the is to be. Sure. Fine. I'll accept he just that. just is one that I think is still okay. <laughs> I will, of all the isms, I will take that one. I will be gladly, you can confirm it right here live. I am an ageist. You tell all your friends, Corey doesn't like 80-year-olds in office. Do it. <laughs> I fucking dare you. So yeah, which means you should be canceled. Uh, yeah. Anyway, shall we uh, get into the UAW's uh, guerrilla warfare? Uh, so the way I understand this, Corey, and you can probably set it up a little bit better than me, but I'll just give the the little brief synopsis here. The way that the UAW is approaching this strike isn't by traditional means, which. I kind of think makes sense because this is the first time that all three of the, the three major auto manufacturers have been on strike at the same time. Yep. Uh, where it, as to where a traditional strike would just be, okay, everybody walks off the line and we all go pick it. That's not how the UAW is handling it this time. They're basically uh, pulling, pulling off, pulling pins and putting them on a map for which plants or uh, production centers that they would like to close down, but they don't tell the big three what's coming. In fact, Correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, but I think you told me that they're actually trying to throw the big three off the scent by making them think that one production facility yep. is shutting down and actually shutting down another production facility. Yep. Yeah. No, they're 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 going balls out, man. And 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 you know me, like it's I'm in this weird, like I'm like when people ask me about my political stance on stuff, it's like, well, I'm fundamentally libertarian, but my values lie in like the class issues. And I guess it, that's interchangeable, but still, uh, I love the idea that they are literally paralyzing these big corporations who have made billions and billions of dollars, who in fact have given their CEOs 40% pay bumps in the last four years. And then that the workers are just asking for the same. And it's interesting to me that CEOs, no one even blinks an eye when a CEO gets a 40% pay bump. But when, the average Joe Schmo who works a line and literally busts his ass all day long asks for the same thing and you go, you're asking for too much. There's a weird there's a weird hmm, I hate it because the words always escape me when I want to say them and it's Hypocrisy. my lethological but there's a weird excitement about the idea that the uh, workers are finally like standing up and telling these guys to fuck off you're getting this it's our turn to get to get some scraps from the table and so what they're essentially doing is instead of just an all-out strike where they're just shutting all of the plants down they're making the companies spend more money because they're trying to guess which plant is going to shut down and I think it's almost like an olive branch of good faith that the workers are like, listen, no, we don't want to just not work. We want to work. We just want to get paid fair wages. And so instead of just kicking all of the workers off the, off the workforce and telling them to stand up picket lines, they're just doing little 
sneak attacks from the outside on the actual big three and keeping them guessing. And then it's making them paralyzed because of the fact that they don't know where to ship their ship product and ship resources to which plant to try to keep the business afloat because the workers can strike at any plant at any time. And what this also does for the UAW, which is fucking genius because right now the UAW is actually, so it's a union. So on our show, we talk about unions, but we also do talk about like the the downfalls of unions and the things they do like public sector, public sector unions are fucking terrible. Like the teachers union, they spend all their money or a big portion of their union dues on endorsing different candidates in the in in the political sphere. Well, and let me also add that, to that point, Corey. They protect unions, bad teachers. They protect bad cops. Not just that, but teachers unions and police unions. These people are allowed to lobby while they're getting paid. Like mm-hmm. that's something that, that's something that only uh, public sector unions can do. Yeah, private sector unions can't fucking do that. Yeah, shit. public sector union public sector unions are trash because the public sector unions protect bad teachers, which as bad cops. As a parent, I don't want my kids getting a bad teacher just because they're a part of a union to where there should be better teachers in the schools. And then as an American free citizen who has no allegiance to any sort of politician or no allegiance to any sort of cop or any sort of uh, authority figure, but only to the Constitution and we, the people of the United States that are here to pursue life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. These unions protect bad cops. And that's in the public sector. But in the private sector, the UAW, what they have done is they have allocated their funds appropriately. And they all of their funding right now that they have, that they could last 11 weeks if all of their workers went on strike right now. And we know that would absolutely cripple the big three. Is that what you were going to say, Bill? I was gonna say that. I mean, they got the they got a strike fund that has yeah an enormous amount of money, and if they still yep. have workers, working, that would that would fund, fund. five hundred dollars a week for all of their employees if they all went on strike right now for eleven weeks to really starve out the uh the big three, but instead they will just they're striking in small little snippets to elongate that money to keep this strike going. And when they're doing that, it's keeping the big businesses guessing. And so they're trying to allocate and move things around. And all of a sudden, like, and the UAW is sitting there and just watching because they know they have them by the balls. And they're sitting there and they're watching and like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and shift everything to that plant because guess what? That plant's next. That's the one that's shutting down. Yeah, it's kind of a brilliant move. I can see. I, I think I promised I was going to play a little bit, bit of devil's advocate here. And I think I'm actually going to kind of go back on that because I don't really have anything negative. Yeah, Cause to say at about first it. you did say you're like, this, this seems like dirty pool. Well, and when I said that to you, I was like, I love it. But you also said I need to chew on this. But let me chew on it a little bit. This. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And since I've chewed on it a little bit, it is kind of dirty pool, but you know, you can you can live with it because they're playing like, with dirty pool. They're playing someone who's playing dirty pool, and they're finally giving that dirty pool that taste of medicine back to the person who does it originally. Because these guys, like eight weeks or twelve weeks, or there there was a pretty big number of like when they first started making their demands, and 
none of the big three were even coming to the table to talk about these demands. And they, in fact, had to file lawsuits with the government, which we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The Biden administration as a whole is absolute trash, but they actually do have a decent NLR, NLRA uh, board with its greatest national. union president of all time, Corey. You didn't know that? My 67 well, Corvette. He's not, My 67 Corvette. They're doing certain My. things that do help unions. <laughs> and actually, it, it, that fits because that is something Biden would just randomly say. Dude, so when the whole like, that's the other thing, dude, funny, I was thinking about the other day is uh, no one's really talking about it, but he was giving a speech about this and he said something along the lines of nobody, nobody wants a strike. Say that again. Nobody wants a strike. And he was reading off a teleprompter. You could tell it because you can always tell when someone's reading a teleprompter because you see their eyes do that small scroll. It's a tiny shift, right? Yeah. But you know, when someone's reading off a teleprompter and I, I was cracking up because I don't think he was supposed to say out loud, say that again. <laughs> and no one caught that and i'm just like am i the only one that like caught that the establishment democrats are just like it's unbelievable how in denial they are about that stuff it's like it, it's it, i'm i actually wonder how much of it is them ignoring it and pretending it doesn't exist and how much they really just are able to tune it out and think that it actually isn't a thing you know, that, that Biden is so unbelievably compromised. Oh, yeah, he's just he's just a vessel. I have no idea because they, they do a really like they do a really, really good job um, of faking it. So I don't think we've actually talked about the demands of the UAW so far. Obviously, you talked a little bit about how, you know, you have the big threes and the CEOs and the higher ups you know, getting whatever it was, a, a 30, 40% pay increase. I don't remember exactly what the number is. I think it's 36%. Actually, yeah, it's right in front of me. Um, so the UAW is asking for a 36% increase across so a four-year contract. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to read yeah. the whole thing. So, across, yeah. across a four-year contract, uh, they also want the big three to reinstate an annual cost of living adjustment for uh, to account for inflation. Uh, they want to end wage tiers. The UAW wants the big three to eliminate the two-tiered wage structure, which currently pays newer employees less than less than those hired before 2007, which kind of goes in sync with what uh, the UPS strike was asking for. Um, they argue that paying employees differently for doing the same work is unfair. Yeah, in theory, that's true. Um, I think it's a little more nuanced than that, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, the third is uh, defined benefit pension plans for all. UAW is seeking to restore defined benefit pensions uh, for all workers, including those hired after 2007. Currently, only workers hired before 2007 receive defined benefit pensions. And the fourth is, and this is the one where I go, okay, guys, let's chill out with this a little bit. Uh, a shorter work week, which I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem. I think everybody should work a shorter That's week. That's just a tough the, one. The UAW wants 40 hours worth of pay for a 32-hour work week. So that is the only one that I'm like, ah, on. Because you know, because. Because if you're going to be paying these workers more, the company is going to expect the same amount of production, right? So like what that's ultimately going to do is like the company is going to have to create an influx to supplement that production with less workers on the floor. So that just means more automation. So that means less jobs. Yeah. And it's like, does that make sense? What I'm saying? Like, 
Yeah, it does. I, I'm just like, you, know, you guys can get your 32 hours. Like, like if you guys, if that's what you want, and 100%. you guys are all agreeing with it, then absolutely. Like, if that's what I think, you everybody want, should. Have, I think everybody should have a four day work week. I think we work like, too much. If that's what you're on, then then absolutely. But automation is going to supplement that, and then the workers that are there are going to be able to get it. But what that's going to hurt ultimately is more workers being added to the workforce because that's what we also ultimately want because we don't want as at libservative we don't want a welfare state we want everyone to be able to work you know their 40 hours on something that they love and get decent wages get health care and not have to rely on the government for shit do you think it's a possibility Corey? because we all know that union negotiations or, or strike negotiations whatever the hell you want to call them they they do they always require give and take from both the corporations and also the union. Like there's always give and take there. Do you mm -hmm. think that that's the thing that was like the thing that we could we could get away we could take out if you literally give us everything else we asked for? Absolutely. I think that's the that's Absolutely. the one because that's the one that everybody looks at and goes. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, Trump art of the deal. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want, you ask for double. Right. And then when they think they're negotiating. You're getting what you want in the first place. Yeah. That's no secret. A lot like what they tell you when you're doing a job interview. Whatever you think your salary should be, add 20%. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you'll get you'll get what you actually think it should be. So I have no I have no issue with it. I I love how when people go, um and I, I, it's only corporatists that, that say this. And this is actually kind of going back to your your comment about being libertarian. You can definitely be um you know, the more and more I look into like libertarian values, the more I realize you can you can absolutely be pro union and be libertarian at the same time because everybody thinks like I've made that argument for years. Everybody thinks that you can't be, but here's here's the issue. I see this all the time. The layman ha conflates capitalism with corporatism. They're not the same thing. Like what the big three has accomplished and what they're doing, like that's that's corporatism. That's not capitalism. When you, especially when you when you go back to 2008 and you, you talk about you talk about government bailouts and you talk about the government being involved with corporations and vice versa that's not capitalism capitalism is great capitalism works capitalism's fantastic corporatism is what we have oligarchy that, corporatism crony capitalism is a good that's word what this for. is I, I don't I don't I've stopped using the term crony capitalism because I don't like conflating the what what is great about capitalism which is not a perfect system. I would never try and suggest that, but it is far and away the best we've ever had. Far and away the best we can hope for in a global market, for sure. Uh, but corporatism is what this is. Call it cronyism, call it corporatism. I try not to use crony capitalism anymore, but... So it's interesting, right? Because, uh, I mean, there's only a couple of voices and like it goes to Rand Paul and people like that, like, the right calls like any of the people on the right who actually support workers, they call it crony capitalism, but they attribute it to government overreach, which mm -hmm. is true. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's true. And then the left will call it monopoly, oligarchy, and things like that. It's but all the, the same words, thing. but the words mean exactly the same thing. So like it's I don't get hung up, I don't get hung up on what people call it. But what we have now isn't a true form of capitalism because it's this ridiculous mix of big corporation being in bed with the government. And it's like the worst mix. 
and you get all of these conservatives and all these Republicans are like, I can't believe that all these young kids want socialism and communism. Mm. And it's like, well, they're looking at the fucking phony capitalism you're offering yeah. them and they go, well, this sucks. Well, and, and the only other alternatives is something like socialism. And that's the thing that so show them that capitalism can work and they will shut the fuck up and play it, be a part of the system. Show them that what we're looking at is not capitalism. That's not what it is. Yeah. If you're really that afraid of socialism, then yeah, work on a rebrand. Call yeah. out the shitty stuff. You can't sit there and be a stooge for the shitty capitalism we have in our country and then clutch your pearls. Whenever someone goes, there's going to be a better way. Socialism seems like it works. Not shitty, but phony, phony capitalism. It's corporatism being masqueraded as capitalism. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I agree. I saw a great, uh, a great uh, um, little, little metaphor for socialism, communism, and uh, fascism. I I thought it was great. Like the way you can explain them to a child so socialism is when you have two cows. Oh, I love this. I the, saw this yeah, seventh you, you have two cows. The government takes one and gives it to somebody else. Communism is when you have two cows. The government takes both and gives you and back shoots milk. you and <laughs> shoots you. <laughs> Trying to be nice here. Takes both and gives you back milk. And fascism is when the government takes both cows and sells you back the milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there, oh, there is, there's a uh, there is. I remember reading that in like uh, seventh or eighth grade, where like the different factions of like how like a market system would work with like a, a command market system versus a actual like free market system. I don't think they teach the free market one in school anymore. I don't know. They do it in college. My team, like right now, I'm in macroeconomics. You know, Those my damn Marxist teachers. Not in uh, college. Not in community college. Yeah. It's interesting, right? It's interesting university. community college. Uh, and then not even necessarily university. I guess it depends on the university. Yeah. Anybody that basically any university that doesn't need to use affirmative action won't teach that stuff. But all the all the big ones, all the elite ones that participate in affirmative action will teach that stuff. Like small universities, like around here, like you think about like Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, like those little universities that everybody can get into. They don't need to worry about affirmative action because it's just like, we'll just take whoever applies. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny too? How that, yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a community college is like, hey, you apply, we'll take you. And it's yeah, like, we just want your race, cash. Like all the different people of race, creed, religion, and culture. And no one gives them shit, but it's like the elite ones who only want. The creme de la creme is the best. They have to go out of their way, I guess, to get someone of color. <laughs> because... Shall we talk about the title topic tonight, Corey Walsh? Yeah, let's do it. Lauren Bobert giving an over-the-pants hand job. It's probably not actually what she was doing, but it's just funnier to envision it that way. Uh, to a, a, a Democrat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Huh? That's how you worded it. That's exactly what it was in a crowded theater uh, with with children around. Uh, not that many children, but 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 children around. And and the, the only thing you know is easy is fun. Trying to get Beetlejuice at the Beetlejuice musical. 
as is <laughs> as fun and and as easy as it is, I gotta pull up this banner, trashy memaws of Colorado, because that <laughs> is ex- she is a grandma. <laughs> that is exactly uh, that is exactly what Lauren Bobert is. It's really easy to make fun of Lauren Bobert here, and trust me, we will do that. But I think I think the more important thing is just calling out. I love doing this, calling out the absolute blatant hypocrisy of cultural conservatives like i have my issues with cultural leftists and cultural marxists and uh pretty much the entire establishment but like cultural conservatives they give you this like this weird i'm smarter than you along with their holier than thou thing that they like no 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 no. so i think you got that wrong Hmm. because it's usually the liberals who are in the room not realizing how much of a pain in the ass they're being while they're explaining how much smarter they are than everyone. Conservatives usually come from the moral standpoint of like the nuclear family, Christian conservative values, this and that. Like they always have like this moral standpoint. And it's, it's the nose in the air, right? It's the nose in the air. air. Yeah. No one can hate like a Christian, Dan. (laughs) No one can hate more than a Christian. That's, yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, no, that's you know, not true. That's not true. Uh, there, there are certain factions of Islam that can hate to a pretty serious degree. Oh, that's very, that's very, <laughs> that's very true. I no, guess they, it depend yeah. on the year because Christians also did the same shit where they were just mm. murking Muslims and yeah, doing all that stuff. Just, what a motherfucker that was. They just didn't have bombs. They had swords. But I promise yeah. you, if they had bombs and drones, they'd have been doing the same fucking thing. Just like our government does now. Hey. So... <laughs> So you have you actually have certain conservatives coming out and like apologizing for Lauren Boebert w- within this. Oh, them simping for her. And I'll give you the I'll give you the best example I've found so far. And I'll give credit where, where it's due. I, I was listening to uh, Based Politics earlier today. Fantastic show with uh, with Hannah Cox and Brad Palumbo. Um, great uh, uh, political pundits that that I really enjoy listening to, but they were talking about this earlier today, and they brought up I would never have known if I hadn't been listening to this show. They brought up Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire, and they played a little clip of his. I don't have it with me, but essentially what Michael Knowles did was he f- he he said that he forgives Lauren Boebert. I'm paraphrasing. This isn't exactly what he said, but he basically he forgives Lauren Boebert because she's on our team. Okay, he did say that. That's a direct quote. She's on our team. And when people apologize, we should mostly take their word for it, especially if they're on our team. Which Brad then responded by saying, okay, okay, Michael. So you're telling me that if a gay man was in that same theater on that same night, rubbing his boyfriend's cock over his tight uh, jeans and apologize for it, you just forgive him? Yeah, if it was Ruben. Mm, Dave, what Dave Rubin? Yeah, Dave Rubin, the, yeah. the one of the gay um, right wing political pundits. Yeah, he's kind of come back around a little bit. That's why, dude, it just makes it so much easier, like for someone like me, that after after my whole Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard debacles, that humans, whether they're in a position of power, in a position of influence. Don't hold them on any more sort of a pedestal than you would anybody else, because then it's so much easier to back away from them. No, it's but so then, much fucking easier. And then like, because I got an itch. People, oh, I get it. 
like not on my crotch. Don't worry. They throw all their cards right, or they throw their whole weight behind somebody because they're owning the fucking libs, like yeah. a low and Bobert, Bobert, and all of a sudden now she's falling short and she's doing the exact same thing that you guys actually despise, but because you cash in all your chips on this one person, now you have to all of a sudden scuttle button scurry and like try to like do some weird goalpost movement to defend them. Oh, it gets better. So Knowles also said that if Lauren Boebert is charged for this, which is an, a very outside possibility because apparently she did. There's not going to be charged. No, for no, her, she. There, there, there is. She actually, she actually may have violated some local ordinances that actually well, she are. Her vape that, inside. Nope, that are punishable by jail time. Something about lewd behavior. Some, some conservative thing that we would never find in a liberal city. Something about something about lewd behavior. Um, it's not going to happen. She's not going no, to be charged. Everybody relax. Charged. She just legally maybe could be. But so what Michael Knowles went and said was, if she's charged for this, we need to send cops into uh, pride parades and drag shows. Don't you love it when a conservative is all about expanding the power of the state? Yeah, it's fantastic. Michael Knowles is a fucking idiot. I remember. (laughs) So I remember when we first started our show and I was like reaching, like not reaching out, but like looking for different outlets of media to try to find as many different opposing views as possible to try to keep myself grounded and Ben Shapiro sometimes like he's such a stiff and he's like really fucking annoying and he lies by omission right, though, and, you know? and things like sometimes that. But it's right. like, it's, it's listenable. Yeah. I think I listen like people like Charlie Kirk or Michael knows. Oh, Michael God. knows. Dude, they're just blowhards. They're fucking grifters. And I love, and I love, 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 love when they fucking expose themselves when they yeah. say this shit. Because if this was AOC. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, if it was AOC, if AOC had done the exact same you know, thing. The, the, young hot, the young hot chick of the Democratic Party, the equivalent is a young hot Lauren Bober. Yeah. Even though one's a grandma. And one is significantly more attractive than the other. I'll let you be the judge. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're both pretty good looking. I don't know. Because because Lauren Boebert in the face, she kind of looks like if like Margaret Thatcher and Gary Busey had a, had a baby together. That's kind of what her face looks like. Gary Busey, like if you could transfer his face from after the motorcycle accident. <laughs> not the actual, not the actual genetics. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so you're saying AOC is easier oh, on the eyes? Definitely the more attractive of the two. I don't even think it's close. Yeah, Bobert's a little bit of a butterface. A little bit. It's just we all know she's a <laughs> she's a bit of a skank. So well, yeah. Well, like... now now it's like okay, Bell's the single one here. You taking it over the pants, HJ from uh, from Lauren Bobert at a crowded theater? <laughs> uh, kids chronic theater for Beetlejuice. <laughs> I can't tell if he's laughing because I just called it an HJ. <laughs> it, uh, a little uh, I'm at OTB all HJ from LB. <laughs> Not at Beetlejuice. <laughs> even, with a even, pregnant girl behind you bitching about you hitting your vape even if she yeah, reached no. in after you after you hit Lauren Bobert's vape 
<laughs> Smoking that good Colorado weed. Yeah, no, I'm not uh not at Beetlejuice, bud. But okay, so but other places. Maybe at like the seven eleven parking lot? <laughs> inside inside of her ninety eight Miata? Yeah, you know, <laughs> is it a convertible? Think she drives a ninety eight Miata. <laughs> is it a convertible? If it's a, if it's a convert oh hard top, no. <laughs> that that's that's the line. It has to that's be a convertible. Line. He's like, it's I need my convertible. convertible to match the circumcision that I got. Everybody has to take <laughs> the hood is off. <laughs> no, I'm just now kidding. wait a minute. Okay, so let's let's go the other way. If it's AOC, would you take one at Beetlejuice? Not at Beetlejuice, man. Not at Beetlejuice. Okay, so Beetlejuice is off limits. All right, what we about got in the bathroom <laughs> where there's no cameras. You're and not you're, in the and bathroom you're standing on top of a milk crate. The pants. And I'm on the milk crate though. <laughs> uh, that's a belly short joke for those listening at home. I'm short as hell. Um, <laughs> a milk crate would do it though. Um, yeah, forget maybe. the Miata, substitute it maybe. with a milk crate. I mean, if you're gonna ask me right now if I who I'd prefer, it's definitely AOC. Are we doing this right now? This is what this is what our show has devolved to, and I think that's okay because that's basically what our politics is. It's uh, at, at this point, it's basically just like indictments, over hand, over indictments the over the pants, hand jobs, and sexual abuse <laughs> allegations. That's pretty much all American politics is anymore. So we might yeah. as well just go with the flow. Hey, you guys remember Cawthorn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. What about I love you, it that Dan? he actually said there's a bunch of blow everywhere in Congress, and everyone's like, no, no, there isn't, and they found some in the White House. You calling me out? I'm saying Nancy Pelosi at Beetlejuice. <laughs> Not at Beetlejuice. No, Not he's going to grab that boob. <laughs> All right, I respect that. He's going to pretend he's reaching for a pamphlet. <laughs> and get a little graze. I, I lo- hold on. Hold on. I lost my program. <laughs> Hey, hold on, I lost my program. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm leaving. Uh, that much. was fun. You can get out of here, Bill. That's fine. Uh, yeah, we made, we made, uh, I think we made good fun of Lauren Bobert and we made good fun of the cultural hitting babes taking photos. <laughs> and then the topping off, do you know who I am? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, she did the, she pulled it. That, well, that's what, that's the thing, right? Okay, so that's what yeah. I would do if I was, if I was really rich or really popular. And everyone knew who I was, and I got caught doing some wacky shit. I'd be like, "Do you know who I am?" Well, if Lauren Bobert, okay, because so I don't. If Lauren Bobert had, had just like was just acting like this shameless slutty meemaw from uh, Colorado Springs, a gilf. Yeah, she's. What if she's, she's my age? Hide in her vape she's smoke. my age, and she has a grandkid. Yeah, she's. What if gilf, she was though. trying to hide in her vape smoke? What, like 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 blowing it into his fly? Like what do you what do you where are you going with this? Like for the cameras? Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> it's like, like it's like when Charlie Kelly steps in dog shit. All so right, he grab won't it. Smell like skunk. <laughs> he won't smell like skunk. So he doesn't want to smell like skunk, so he steps in dog shit. So he'll people will think he smells like dog shit and not a skunk. Who does same, so, so It's the same mentality. Who does that? It's like that Lauren Bobert. <laughs> wait 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 wait. Who'd you say does that? Charlie, that's from Sunny. Charlie Day. Charlie Kelly. Charlie Day. Well, oh, his name's Charlie Kelly in the show. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't but, want to smell like a skunk, so he steps in dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's what Lauren Bobert did by like ru- by rubbing off her side piece? So, yeah, she, rubbed him off on the, the pants. She's like, I don't want people to see this, so she just blew a bunch of smoke on it with her face. 
<laughs> or it wasn't she, even she, this. It was over the pants. Yeah, or so it, she, was, it was like this. Or it's because she just didn't want to smell like a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm that went everywhere. <laughs> That was I, I, that was a that was a brilliant conversation we just had. That that might be our new low bar. That might have been the lowest we've ever gone. Over the pants hand jabs. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot, conservatives. Yeah, right. Yeah, thanks for giving us something to talk about. It was the Republicans. Yeah, the Christians that did it. Follow. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us. <laughs> and, and, then his, and then his camera just cuts out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! For, so I guess to move on to a, a little bit more of a serious topic, Russell Brand. Uh, if you've been living under a mushroom and haven't heard that uh, there have been four women that have come out with Ally, my dogs are going ape shit upstairs. My dogs uh, are barking, bro. Yeah, they're going crazy. They don't want to talk about Russell Brand. Uh, Russell Brand. Uh, four women have come out with accusations of rape, sexual assault, and uh, quote unquote emotional abuse. Sorry, I don't exactly know what that means. Um, between the years of 2006 and 2013, which is kind of when he was at his peak of like movie stardom, you know, the forgetting Sarah Marshall and the, when he was the all Greek fucked times. up on drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you guys, when you, I think you, I think you're the one that started uh, sharing the first whiff, the whiffs of uh, this whole thing with the group in our group yes. chat. And uh, when you first said it, like, oh, these people said this about Russell Band from like 10 years ago. What was my response? I think, well, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> completely. No like Russell Brand was absolutely insane. Yeah, no one's And then surprised. he went to his a little bit of sobriety and stopped fucking with the drugs and stuff like that. And uh, overall, when it comes to the claims themselves, nothing surprises me anymore when it comes to someone being accused of any sort of like shitty things that they may have done behind closed doors. So, like, I'm waiting for the evidence. I'm waiting for all of that stuff, right? But what pisses me off about this is, like, in our country, and this is very, very important for everybody, mm-hmm. innocent until proven guilty, until tri- until tried by a jury of your peers. And I don't like seeing companies like YouTube come out ahead of someone actually being able to go through the whole like judicial process. And then I'll set that up by saying that YouTube, YouTube pulled monetization from Russell brand. Paramount plus actually pulled his stand-up special. So that's not on Paramount plus anymore. Like what, yeah. What is, what is this grandstanding of like trying to out virtue signal the next person? It's fear. It's fear, right? Because like this is this is the issue that we have, right? And and I'm I'm not saying Russell Brand is innocent of these things at all. I don't think Corey's saying I'm not that either. either. We have no fucking idea. We we have we have absolutely no. I believe it more than not. Well, this is why these things are always so are, are always so tough to talk about, especially when you're dealing with them years later. It's like it's not that I'm saying these women are lying. I don't think that at all. But you you could definitely see a scenario when so much time has gone by where the women could see it differently than Russell Brand sees it. Cause obviously Russell Brand is coming out and he's saying, you know, this was, you know, yeah, I was, I was promiscuous. I was doing drugs. I was fucking a lot of girls, but it was always, you know, it was, it was always consensual. It doesn't mean that these women are lying. I'm not saying that at all, but like when you have, 
when you, you when you have these 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 tough things and you have the aftermath of the of the me too movement you 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 have places like youtube and paramount plus that are just pulling the trigger immediately because it's like if if cuz cuz they and i and i i kind of understand why they look at it this way they go dude if we don't do this now we're the ones that are going to take the heat you know, it's it, yeah. it's out of fear. It, it it's it's it it's it's nonsensical because they have a they have sense. eight lawyers in a boardroom going, yeah, the legalities of this, the fallout. You'll get less fallout if uh, you nix them now than you would later. Yeah, it's almost like so. Um, but it's, it's almost, scary. It's scary to think about, right? Well, it's like, almost like it's almost like uh, I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a, a a good comparison, a sports comparison, right? So so in football now, you have instant. You about to bring up Mel Tucker? No. No, <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. That's a Spartan joke. Um, no, but in football now, particularly in, in the NFL, you have you have instant replay. So the better thing to do, if you think that a player may have been down, if you're a referee and you think that a player may have been down, but you're not quite sure, or it may have been a fumble, it may not have. The better thing to do if you're the official is to let that play just play out as it normally would, and you can go back and review the tape and reverse the play if you have to. That's kind of what I feel like these companies do with regards to these allegations. They they let the play play out, which is get them off of there. And then if it turns out that he's actually vindicated, well, now we can get him back on and continue business as usual. Because if we don't do that, we're the ones that are going to take the fallout. You know, how could you keep this rapist on your platform? Even if that's not actually the truth. So right. like, Normally I would be like fuck you YouTube and fuck you Paramount Plus but like from like from from a fallout and a the legal corporatist standpoint you get it I don't I don't like it I don't like it but I I get it at this point because we we are at a we are at a place where cuz he's also on Rumble and Rumble didn't pull him did they No but Rumble Rumble's right wing Corey you didn't know that Is it No but that's what they all say <laughs> Good day to you fellow intellectual idiots. If you're this far into the show, we're guessing that you probably like it. So we'd just like to ask you to hit pause and on whatever platform you're listening, just leave us a quick review. It really does help us grow and gives us an opportunity to bring you even more great content in the future. And we'd also like to ask you to just press that share button and just send this episode to one friend that you think might be interested in our line of conversation. The best way for podcasts to grow in the sea of millions of podcasts really is through word of mouth. So every little bit helps and we appreciate you all. So let's get back to the show. That's what they all say. And I and that's the thing is like, so the, the other side of this is the, the conservative reaction to it, which is immediately as soon as they heard it, oh my God, hashtag deep state, hashtag big pharma, they're going after Russell Brand. Like without even knowing what happened. They it just often like convenient jump when on these the come out and like, like when it, whenever it's so like, whenever something like this happens, it's always just this splatter shot, like large, just splash in your face of like, it's always like four or five people that were silent the whole time. But then all of a sudden, all four came out at once. Yes. And that does have me kind of give a side eye. Because whenever it's something that's legitimate that happens when it's like someone more or less on like the left. But Corey, it's always it's, one person that's completely this delegitimized. It, this is what makes it so tough because you have instances where it was real. I mean, you have Cosby, you have mm -hmm. Larry Nasser, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Larry Nasser, 170 some odd victims. Yeah. One of them, one of which I actually knew personally. I had no idea until the until the uh, allegations came out, and he was ultimately taken down. So, and and the, these were all years and years later. So you can't just simply go. And I don't think you're doing this. No. But a lot of people are. You can't just simply go. Well, why did the? I, I hate that argument. Why did she wait so long to say something? I, that one drives me up a fucking wall. Yeah. Because there are a million reasons why somebody would wait so long to say something. Yeah, someone it's might not wait that for someone simple. else. But like, what frustrates me with this is there's no criminal charges, not even being brought. This was just an expose. Mm-hmm. They talked about this that this stuff happened. No criminal yeah, and charges. Then, and how the New York Times picked it up and then threw it behind a paywall. How convenient is that? Yeah, with just a nice catchy he- headline. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that like. Again, I actually kind of understand. I don't agree with it because I try to think about these things a little bit longer, but I, I kind of understand why conservatives are immediately having that reaction because this is the fallout from when you have a media that lies, mostly by omission, okay, but lies and loses your trust. And then you have a guy like Russell Brand who speaks truth to power, speaks out against big pharma, speaks out against corporate media. Now it's like, okay, it's awfully convenient that suddenly he's being accused of sexual assault. And again, I'm not saying that it didn't happen, but you, you, can, you can put yourself in the mind state of somebody who is so pissed off at the establishment where they would just immediately jump to the defense of Russell right. And at the same time, you could also say, that I highly doubt you would ever see something like this be thrown at someone like Camille Foster or a Matt Welch or even a Jimmy Dore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting. Those guys that- aren't as big as Russell Brand, though. No, I, I, the comparison is big. The comparison I would give is Joe Rogan. Okay. Or even Alex Jones. Yeah. As crazy and batshit as Alex Jones is, there's never been a sexual assault charge thrown against him. Not yet. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> she was worried about these fucking these frogs that are fucking turning gay. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's dude, dude. It's it's complicated, and for for, it is. for people on both sides, and it's the, believable like, with him. Yeah, yeah even if he is. didn't, th- even like you know what I mean. Like it's like the Louis C.K. thing. Like there's you have a certain or like Weinstein. Like, well, they said yeah. It's like yeah, they did, but. Was there an implication? There's of, a power dynamic. Yeah, a that power all that dynamic stuff. of yeah. who you are and stuff like that. And so, like, like I said, nothing surprises me anymore. But it's frustrating to me that there isn't even any criminal charges, and we do live in a country that I don't care who you are; it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And it seems like some people are like getting ahead of the ball. Yeah. Well, and the the biggest defense for that to play devil's advocate. But if there's against, that evidence of this shit and he was doing anything like that, then yeah, the thirty cents is a bullet, you know. Well, rid of him. The devil's advocate that I will play with the whole innocent until proven guilty thing. It's like illegally that's the case, but in the court of public opinion, that just ain't how it works. It just isn't, unfortunately. 
it's, it's not. So I view it that way, and you view it that way, but not everybody views it that way. When you already have an opinion of Russell Brand, when you when you when you've been told by Rachel Maddow or whomever that he's now some right winger, which is absurd. You know it. I know it. Bell knows it. Yeah, sure and, most and of you our know listening what? audience know it. Flip, flip the uh, take one step over that line in the sand and look at Andrew Tate. All that evidence was against him that he was pulling off this shit. And then people were hardline defending him when the evidence was clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not the, comparing Russell Brand to Andrew Tate. I think they're two different beasts and completely different people. <laughs> yeah. But you understand what I'm saying. Like, one of them is bright. The other one is not. You figure out which one's which. Dark, maybe, maybe hold on. Maybe I should top G, brother. Hold on. Maybe I shouldn't leave that open ended. It's Russell Brand. That's the one that's bright. It's not Andrew Tate, right? And like he had a character arc. Yeah. I don't know. And, and I, I mostly like what Russell Brand has to say. I mean, if he actually raped these women or whatever, I mean, you, you write know. him off. No, nope. uh, right away, hundred percent. It sucks, but does it mean that? Does it? Does it make what he says any less true? It doesn't, like, does it? Oh, his actual messaging? No, yes. but like they're going to do their damnedest to make sure he doesn't say it anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, they're doing that anyway. And that's the whole conspiracy behind it. Like, yeah. oh, they're coming out with this. They're coming out with this. these allegations because they, because hashtag COVID and hashtag Big Pharma and hashtag Deep State. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. That's not I a conspiracy that like he saw this coming. And so... That's why he started being outspoken about these type of things. So yeah, I saw that too. The to where he could go, well, see why they're coming after me. When it's yeah, like, yeah. well, were they going to come after you regardless? No, or he just grew up and realized that the establishment sucks. Um, but also maybe sexually assaulted some people. Well, we also not. grew up. We also grew up and realized the establishment sucks, and we are nowhere near the have this sphere of influence that Russell Brand does, but I don't see any rape allegations coming against us. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Uh, I don't know, Corey. I, I, hope, I hope it's not true, but we'll see. We'll see where we are. Everybody chill the fuck out. Let's wait and see what happens. Uh, Nothing's going to happen. They're just going to silence them and demonetize them, and there's not going to be any criminal charges. And then... Yeah. He'll still be around six months from now. He'll still be around on Rumble, just not making as much money as he wanted. Yeah. Do you think it'll go away? Like the, if there isn't actually criminal charges filed and maybe these, you know, assuming that it's not real. Okay. I don't mean to like put a, a burden of proof on, on the women that are, that are actually accusing him, but like, just like for, let's just assume for a second that it's not true. Do you think it'll go away? Like the Joe Rogan ivermectin thing did. Or the Joe Rogan Edward thing did, or the Joe Rogan whatever thing did, because <laughs> he's just too big. And Russell Brand's up there. I mean, he's not quite as big as Joe, but I mean, he's up there with within that that realm of influence. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. The guy has so many more zeros behind like an actual number in his account than I ever will. So like, I have no. I'm not. I, I have no. Uh, I'm not worried about where he's gonna lay his head at night. I guess. Yeah, he'll be all right. Regardless, even if he has to go away forever. Oh, little side topic, Corey. Because I feel like this is uh, my 2023 prediction coming true, which was the beginning of the end of quote-unquote wokeness, which is now a word that I hate using. 
Matt Walsh is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> He's going to be on a mainstream TV show, like a real big network TV show, Dancing. I cannot, honestly, so I've never actually watched this show, and I can't I fucking might. stand Matt Walsh, and that but actually might. might get me to watch. Yeah, isn't that because funny? Because I can't I think wait I might to see too. his rigid ass up there trying Dude, what if he's like? He might be great. Fucking yeah! What he? What if he is just a great dancer? We find out one of like the weird hobbies that him and his wife have before they have sex once a year is they uh (laughs) they like they do the salsa. They're like they're like great they're like great swing dancers, but that's it, right? So like, how is there no backlash to Matt Walsh being on Dancing with the Stars? Right? How is there nobody going? How can you platform this guy? Remember when, and if you remember, uh, Giuliani, I think, was on The Masked Singer or whatever. I don't remember that, but I'm okay. I'll like, when all this it. stuff was happening, I'm pretty sure Giuliani was like on The Masked Singer, like one of those things where they, they cover the face when they're dancing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know the show, but I don't. And, uh, there was like there was a little bit of backlash. You saw people trying to throw up on social media, but like I feel like there wasn't that much. How can we let this conservative pundit on Dancing with the Stars? But you know what it is? It's like advertisers are starting to realize, right? When you factor in the Bud Light thing, you factor everything that's happened in 2023 because my prediction is coming true. Uh, adver- advertisers are starting to realize that like they're leaving out a massive fucking market market when you're talking about cultural conservatives. Yeah, especially cable. Cable's dying, so you got to get as many people in as you want. Bell popped in. He's got something to say. Jumped in to say... Uh... Giuliani was on the Masked Singer, and he made was the mass like when they revealed him. So remember, you know Ken Jeong, the actor. Yeah, yeah. He was a judge, and when they revealed it was Giuliani, he walked off the show. Oh God! <laughs> of course. Imagine just siloing yourself so much that something like that happens. He had to virtue signal. Like, why you're okay? So Ken Jeong in that situation, I'm speaking directly to you, Ken Jeong. You are a comedian. Why in the hell would you not take advantage of that situation? Oh, you can have so much more fun doing one-liners <laughs> come on. and punches. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Nope, like, you'd have made way signal. more of a stance doing that than you would just virtue signaling watching off the show. Oh, I can't believe we platformed this man. Uh, yeah, anyway. So that was just my little side It's like topic. It's like when NPR had Richard Spencer on their show. Oh, you can't do that. Can't, can't platform people. Like, they had him on and they talked to him and they were just trying to, like, get an idea of what the fuck this doofus is about which is something to talk about right like richard spencer it's weird like richard spencer so if anyone who doesn't know richard spencer was like one of the the biggest leaders in the alt-right movement he was basically trump's propaganda machine <laughs> if, well, if, yeah if, but if, worse if, than if that that guy was that guy was a he was he's a, he was a white nationalist if you, know you but I mean? and like, that, that's just it right so like if you want to say i don't believe this but there's a faction of folks on the left that say this if you want to believe that trump is actually literally hitler richard spencer was his joseph goebbels yeah <laughs> he was and and then but now he's not like if you follow do you follow him on twitter at all like no, at least should not I? to admit to it dude he's like it's weird because now he's like completely disavowed any of that stuff. Like he's like, like talking shit about Trump and like, it looks like he's trying to remold his little like brand where he's like a little bit more of like the centrist, like leftist type person. It's weird. But like one of the videos I love of him the most is something that I share often is him getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, like I remember sharing so he, this video. So he of him had, getting punched he, he in the face Milo, this year. And he has I'm Milo proud moment. to be an American. Yeah, no, he did. He did his Milo moment. Character arc. Yeah. Wow. Milo. Wow. What what happened to that guy? What a wild time 2016 was, right? <laughs> Isn't Milo like a Christian now? Or like uh, he's something. Yeah. He's like, he's not gay anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it means he just he just went back in the closet like i don't know can you go back in the closet when you're out i mean yeah i guess Milo. i did. guess i guess you can if you're if you're milo yiannopoulos you do a little peek close the door oh, get back inside God. get back in that closet yeah so that was just my little my little side note i find it interesting that matt walsh was going to be on dancing with the stars it might actually make me watch not because i like matt walsh he sucks he's awful but it might just be fun to watch i don't know you get just a guy with it. opinions said a very uh Simple statement. He just said, Trump. I just can't wait for. <laughs> Hell yeah, what about brother. Him? Are you for him? Are you against him? Like, Hell yeah, brother. Because I've seen both people on the left and the right say Trump in all caps with an explanation point. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. God bless. Thoughts and prayers. Uh... Or is it, ah, oh, Trump, it's the end of democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Um, you want to talk about the Whitmer plotters or you want to talk about the defense ministry? Oh, so the Whitmer plotters is a fun one. I'm making you, I'm making you choose. Oh, those are both good ones. Flip a coin, Corey. All right. I'm going to choose for you. All right. I'm going to choose for you. Let's go. With the I, was like, I was literally just see me. I looked for a coin. I'm like, where's my coins? <laughs> no, I don't want trashy Meemaws of Colorado up there. Uh, the uh, fuck there it is i'm like where did i put that banner there it is uh so three acquitted uh friday in the plot to uh kidnap governor gretchen whitmer uh plot okay i just spoke around in a circle there um what's interesting about this is that we've been following this basically since the beginning and much like i feel a vindicated on this one well and it's it's like much like january 6th this is what happens when you get dumbasses involved with FBI informants. I mean, that's essentially this what this entire thing is. These like these like goofy uh over the top, because I don't think all MAGA people are created equal, but the over-the-top MAGA people get involved with government informants, they get pulled into these plots, and they end up they end up getting arrested, and it's basically just the FBI playing the fucking Benny Hill theme, running after each other in and out of doors and never actually catching anyone. Did I get that about right, Corey? Yes. There's yes, a go. So the alleged <laughs> governor, Whitmer kidnappers, were found not guilty by a jury of their views for different some of the possible explanations based on news reports. Which, so... This right here, actually, I want to I want to give a little uh, a bit one of But sometimes Chat GPT gets things wrong. To whereas, like, it was talking about Governor Whitmer's. Like, I Dan, I spent like forty five minutes looking for this quote because it attributed to Governor Whitmer the quote. 
I am disturbed by the revelations of some of the FBI informants and agents had played active role who in the agents that had played active roles in planning and encouraging the plot. I no, we said that from the beginning. Like Whitmer should be pissed. I am concerned that their actions may have crossed the line of entrapment and violated the constitutional rights of these defendants. And G- Chat GPT kept prompting that that came from Whitmer. And I had to come from it from a million different angles and keep prompting ChatGPT more and more to say this. And it was actually a quote by Scott Graham, which was the attorney for one of the defendants. But when I saw that, I was like, what? And it was like, oh, she said this on September 20, September 15, 2023 in a press release. And then so like, and this is how conspiracy theories start, right? Because then I go to Whitmer's page and she has press releases from September 14th to September 17th. And it kept telling me that the press release was, there was a link to it in the article from Washington Post that this was referring to. And I'm scouring the page looking for this shit and I'm looking all over for it. And I'm like, did she fucking delete it? Like, is this seriously like like a lid that we're about to lift off something and blow? And I kept looking, I kept looking and it was no, actually it was one of the lawyers that said it. But ChatGPT attributed that to her. So. Yeah, interesting because ChatGPT is pretty spot on with a lot of things, but sometimes it does fall short. So I want to let all of our listeners know that if you're using ChatGPT, always click the links that it gives you for a source of where they're getting the information from because it might just be fucking up. With all that said, (laughs) Eric Molitar and brothers William Null and Michael Null were charged with providing support for a terrorist act and a weapons charge in state court. They were accused of scouting Whitmer's vacation home for other members of a right-wing and home for other members of a right-wing militia who planned to abduct her. However, they testified that they did not agree with the kidnapping plot and that they only participated in gun drills and rides to check Whitmer's property. Their lawyers argued that they did nothing wrong and that the the prosecution failed to prove their involvement in the conspiracy. The jury apparently agreed with them and acquitted them of both their charges. Adam Fox, Barry Croft, Daniel Harris, and Brandon Caserta were charged with kidnapping conspiracy in federal court. They faced up to a life in prison if convicted. Prosecutors said they were the ringleaders of a plot and that they had evidence from recordings, text messages, social media, and co-conspirators who pleaded guilty and testified against them. However, defense attorneys claimed that federal law enforcement manufactured the alleged kidnapping conspiracy through confidential informants and undercover agents. They also challenged the credibility of the co-conspirators who testified, saying that they had motives to lie in exchange for leniency. The jury found Harris and Caserta not guilty of kidnapping conspiracy, but could not reach a verdict for Fox and Croft. A mistrial was declared for those who did for those two defendants, meaning they could face a retrial in the future. So of the 12 people who like were originally charged with trying to kidnap the governor over half of them, the ones who did not, just plead guilty to try to find leniency and flip on Mm -hmm. everyone else Mm -hmm. are being like mistrials and uh, being found straight up innocent because the FBI had informants all up in the guts of this whole thing. And Corey, you and I listened to a podcast called alphabet boys. Great podcast. It's all based off of FOIA information and what has there been two seasons now the first season was all about the fbi and informants essentially stepping on each other's toes if i remember that correctly right so you're you're talking about uh alphabet boys yes 
So the first season was about just the FBI. The second season was about the FBI, C, uh, CIA, DEA, and ATF. And all stepping all on each other. All the three-letter agencies other, yeah. stepping on each other. But we've seen, and, 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 and like, this is a podcast done with all, all FOIA information. Like, it's all public stuff. This isn't hard to find. And it's it is just, that's just a small section of, of more proof that we're starting to see in cases like this, where whether it's the FBI, if you go outside the country, you talk about the CIA, you talk about any, any of the three-letter agencies, they're constantly stepping on each other. They're constantly pitting their own informants against each other and essentially starting schemes themselves. And I'm not necessarily saying that the FBI is intentionally trying to start a kidnapping plot against Whitmer. I just think that they're so incompetent that they don't even realize how Dan, many informants they have involved at the same time. Now, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Okay, yeah, I know what you're going to say. Because the FBI needs to find relevancy in uncovering these exact plots to the to justify the exorbitant amount of budgetary spending that they get. Right. If I can interject, I agree with you. I agree with you that they but need to find they need to find relevancy. $650 million on informants alone. Right. So I'll agree with you that they need to find relevancy. But again, what do we always say, Corey? Don't chalk anything up to nefariousness that can easily be explained by stupidity. Yeah, they, they like they like to spit in the air and like they literally like they've like if you look at all these people that they've been busting and stuff like that, they literally just find people with like mental deficiencies. Yes. Idiots. And push them in that direction. They find where idiots this and person people that wouldn't have known their ass from the hole in the ground in the first place. And they did like, it's almost like what came first, the chicken or the egg to where like, you have a bunch of fucking idiots out there that might maybe want to do something, but it's just smoke that they're blowing because they have no access to the means, the logistics, the assets, the products, the the planning, or anything to actually make these things come to fruition. But then the FBI shows up, and they're like, "Oh well, yeah, that's what we do." Oh yeah, and then fun. they get them right to the lab where they do it, and then they bust in the door on some fucking yes doofus yes, who has the IQ right. equivalent to where water freezes at Fahrenheit. And then they go, "Look at us! We're, we're the heroes!" Where this person <laughs> would have just been sitting there, fingering their asshole, minding their own business in the first place, or giving themselves an over-the-pants handjob, yeah, <laughs> all day long. Exactly. Um, in some cases, literally. Yeah, and it's, it's just it's, frustrating no, no, because, so, like, look at Mike Epps or Ray Epps. I'm sorry, Ray Epps. Ray Epps. Yeah. Well, isn't that isn't that what's so interesting too? Because like from a political perspective, you'll have people that that say like if anybody that you know th th these dirty cultural Marxists want to come out with defund the police, and then out of the other side of their mouths they want to they want to shit all over the FBI, right? So it's as they should they should shit all over. The well, FBI. so that's a good question. Should should the police be like in regards to like a free market system where we talk about the economy, right? Should it be privatized. It, not privatized, but as decentralized <laughs> as possible. That our government should be decentralized as possible. Our market system should be decentralized as possible. Should police be as decentralized as possible? To where if there is corruption in a small town where some chicanery is going on, sure. That's not, it, it may only affect a thousand people versus 300 million people. Yeah, it's something I kind of go back and forth on was like, should you just completely abolish the FBI? Honestly, if like a president, whoever it is, came out tomorrow and said, we're just we're getting rid of the FBI, I 
believe me, I'm not going to be up in arms throwing a fit about it. I don't know that that's the way I would handle it. What I would do is remarkably defund it and definitely take away a lot of their, um, a lot of their jurisdictional powers, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if I became president tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, okay. So you guys spent $650 million on informants in the last 10 years. Okay. That breaks down to $6.5 million a year. Guess what? Your budget's cut by $6.5 million because they use, they use informants and things like that as a loophole to get around the very constitution that is supposed to protect our rights. Right. Right. It's a trap. <laughs> Just the guy that pinning goes, try that in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, like the government, if they want to send in an official FBI agent into your house and gather any sort of evidence from your household, they need to get a warrant. They still need a warrant. Yep. <clears throat> but if they send a bad faith actor in who's an informant who's pretending to be your friend and mm -hmm. you invite him into your house and he takes pictures of stuff in your house, that's admissible evidence. In some weird fucking way, almost like, you know how like it goes back to vampires like into the 14th century where it's like a vampire can't come in your home unless you invite them in. Like <laughs> or, or or unless you give it an, an over the pants hand job. If you give is that is that in lore? Is that in the old vampire lore? Like it if, totally like, totally is that's how was it Drac comes. was Dracula into uh OTPHJs? <laughs> <laughs> was he? I don't remember reading that one. Yeah, it was yeah, it was, it, yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Defund the FBI. Yes, please. That's the moral please. of the story. Defund the FBI. Uh, they'll never defund. They'll never be a defund the FBI movement. The left activist base is motivated by motivated by animosity towards state and local PDs. FBI is off limits, or else their federal funding gets cut off. Leftist activists NGOs are all funded by wealthy benefactors with deep establishment connected. Yeah, but it works. It works the other way too. Because the because the right wants to sit there and and fly their thin blue line flags for their local police departments, but they then they want to shit all over the FBI. yeah yeah. So for example, look up Columbus, Ohio right now. Look up Columbus, Ohio. Like just a guy with opinions. Look up Columbus, Ohio, PD, eleven year old, and then look up uh, pedophile. Oh and yeah, what yeah. you'll find is right now in Columbus, Ohio, the the local police department is investigating themselves quotations because this man who had an 11 year old daughter had some grown man grooming her and manipulating her to send him photos okay of herself and they were positions. threatening to charge the little girl and when he board. called the police at 6 yeah. p.m they didn't show up till midnight and when he, she and then when they finally showed up he's like yeah well my 11 year old daughter's asleep obviously and he was i just need you guys to talk to her to explain to her like how this is bad and i need you guys to like look into this guy or whatever and those police i shit you not the first words out of their mouth well well if she's distributing porn she could be charged yeah and he's like she's 11 yeah she's 11 she's been being manipulated by an adult and they're like well she could be charged for distributing uh child like, porn child porn yeah. And he just goes, all right, you know, get off my porch. Have a good day. And he shuts the door. So, and like, it's just and like the corruption goes from top to bottom. But if the corruption at the lower levels for me, I guess, is if it's decentralized as possible, like it's almost like a utilitarian makes it easier, altruistic type thing to where it's like, it's not as affecting as, as many people. Do you want to get to one more topic here, Corey? 
Yeah, sure. Sure, we can get to one more topic. Why not, Dan? What do I you want to get to? If we get this last one, we might have literally talked about everything we planned on talking about tonight. Uh, corruption in Ukraine. <laughs> we can save the ACLU thing for next week. So there's a couple things that, like, when you talk about it for months and people side-eye you and kind of call you a tinfoil hat guy and they <laughs> call you a little crazy and you're sitting there and you're trying to show them all the facts that back up your opinion and they just completely disavow it and call you a Russian stooge. Those are Certain those things, are those are left wing slash right wing talking points. So I first started bringing up people on. in the friend circles that the Whitmer kidnapping plot was definitely heavy involvement of the FBI. I was called a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, and now we're seeing that that's coming to fru- fruition. And now, when Ukraine was first coming out, and we were talking about how Ukraine was a corrupt ass country, and that before the Ukraine war with Russia, all of the European countries in America were telling Ukraine that there's no way in hell they're joining the EU or NATO because they're too corrupt. But then all of a sudden, because Russia worse that they were actually allowing it. And we were saying things like, but there is no money or there's no accountability for this money being sent over there. And we'd make the jokes like, yeah, we need to keep sending money because Ukraine needs 30% of the weapons we're sending them. <laughs> and we were called Russian stooges. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his face? Zelensky. He fired his, over there. He defired. He fired seven defense ministry officials amid uh, corruption uh, allegations. The government has been actively investigating allegations of corruption, including the purchasing of equipment. So the way I'll set this up is simply, as it says in our lower third banner there, where have we seen this before? Okay, this is what people like Dave <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> this is what people like Jimmy Dore. This is like the, the the truth to power people. Whether you're talking about conservatives, libertarians, or actual leftists, not the phony ones that we see on TV, the actual ones. This is what they are all talking about. Look at what happened in Afghanistan. We're there for 20 years. It's taken over by kleptocrats. We have a bunch of uh, 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 machinery, weaponry, money com- goes completely unaccounted for. The same thing happened to a little bit of a lesser degree in Iraq, and the same thing is happening in Ukraine. This is what happens when we fund these wars. You could go back to the Vietnam War. The same shit was happening then. There's just money that we don't know where it goes, and it always ends up being a kleptocratic regime taking the money that we're giving them to quote unquote fight off the bad guys. It's 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 the 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 Dave Smith line from the beginning of his podcast and his little intro. He has a line during the little music intro where he says, "If you're wondering who who America's next enemy is, look at who we're funding right now." I think that is an absolutely brilliant line that has come to fruition so many times in the past. Go back to, I mean, as far as like, I was going to say. Mujahideen, the Mujahideen, yes. The Mujahideen, yeah. Which then became Al-Qaeda, which then became ISIS. Which then became our enemy. Yes. So I I thought- Where do you think they got all those weapons they're fighting us with? (laughs) Well, not anymore, Corey. He got out of there. The one good thing Joe Biden actually did, getting us the fuck out of Afghanistan. Yeah, Uh, that is one of the good things he did. Like, fuck all the optics. Like, cut that loss. Just- fucking get out of there well yeah it's like you and but and he but at the same time he needed to 
free up all that funding to turn around and send it to Ukraine. Yeah, so it's not like it was done in good faith. He's like, I want my own proxy war. What do you mean? Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's no joke. Nobody thinks it's a joke. No one thinks it's a joke, Biden. So the corruption in the Ukraine defense ministry is a serious issue that has been exposed by several investigators and media reports. According to the news search results, the corruption scandal involved the defense ministry's procurement of military jackets at three times their cost. The former defense minister, Alexei Reznikov, denied the allegations but resigned earlier this month. The new defense minister, Rooster and Omarov fired all six deputy defense ministers and the state secretary of the Ministry of Defense in, on Monday without giving a clear reason for their dismissal, dismissals. Some analysts say that this is a sign of, of Umarov's or Umarov's. I don't know. It's probably you because it's Ukrainian. I think it's Umarov. Umarov. Attempt to clean house and show that Ukraine is taking a hint of corruption or mismanagement seriously. The reshuffling ah, okay. of, the, of the department also comes at a critical time. Yeah, is it we're taking this seriously or my hands got caught in the cookie jar? Scapegoat. The reshuffling of the department also comes at a critical time as President Vladimir Zelensky travels to the United Nations and Washington to seek support and aid for Ukraine's war effort against Russia. That's just Ukraine's it, right? so the, uh, See, it's not the same as... as, as uh... Afghanistan one, Afghanistan two, or Iraq. They did something about it. They nipped it in the bud, Corey. Thank God. Oh, jeez. Thank God for that. Where's Only two years gone? later. <laughs> the reshuffling of the department also comes at a critical time when President Zelensky, Vladimir Zelensky, travels to the United Nations in Washington to seek support and aid for Ukraine's war effort against Russia. Ukraine's backers, the United States and Europe, have been pr- have been pressuring Kiev for years to deal with the systematic graft and bolster the rule of law, especially as a condition for Ukraine's invitation into Western institution- institutions. The problem of corruption, however, has not been fully resolved, and many undermine Ukraine's reputation and credibility as it relies on the uninterrupted Western aid and as it continues to make the case that it belongs in institutions like the EU and NATO. And it's interesting, right? Because when you when you read it like that, no wonder why a lot of people want are all of a sudden pushing for Ukraine and, and uh, to join NATO and EU because they see it as a money laundering scheme. That's a tinfoil hat thing, right? Like that's why again I say we need to have tinfoil hats on the standby because that's just me being conspiratorial. No factual evidence to anything of that, but it's an interesting thought. It's some money laundering. I don't really have I don't really have any more to say on this because it's just like so unsurprising. Right. Yeah. And I just wanted to bring this up. Like, yeah, it is. It's very unsurprising to us because we follow this. But between this and the Whitmer thing, I just feel like I'm dashboard confessional over here going, I'm vindicated. It's all about you, Corey. It's all about you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, of all the things that I love the most, it's being fucking right. (laughs) And boobs. I like boobs. We're like never right, especially Nancy Pelosi's. Oh, wait, that's me. Yeah, you're like Nancy Pelosi. You're moves. more of you're more of like a Colorado Meemaw titty kind of guy. Yeah, not a California Meemaw. <laughs> a great Meemaw. Me 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 Meemaw. Me me mama. We lost Bell. Bell's gone. Bell's gone. <laughs> He's still alive. He's just no longer on the stream. Uh, he put a bunch of stuff in the private chat. Is there anything worth anything of relevance here? 
Uh, 2.3 trillion missing in the Pentagon is what Bell put in the the, the chat about five minutes ago. Oh, uh, convenient. Yeah, I no, mean, they're always they're always coming up short on their money. Yeah, aren't they always just like missing like a third of their budget, just all the time? Just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it is. I don't know what happened. It's going to those Jewish space lasers, Dan. <laughs> and then he asked if we saw some dumb fucking idiot in the comments. I'm not sure which person he was talking about. So was, uh, <laughs> I think that was supposed to be. I think that comment was supposed to stay in private I, comment. <laughs> I, know, I know it was, but I decided I'd throw it out there anyway. One of you. One of you apparently is a, is a fucking idiot. According um, to body stature. We won't say who. Bell's back. Kind of. Kind of. You know, white screen. He just texted us. The Absurd <laughs> Podcast is found on all social media podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at LibservativePod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcasts, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Subscribe yesterday. and I don't know if you can do that. You always say that. I know, because that's when people should subscribe is yesterday. Uh, anyway, Bell the Body Snatcher on the ones and twos. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative Intellectual Idiots Fostering Political and Cultural Literacy. And until next time, make sure you check out them Bobert titties. We are out of here. We the people cannot turn back.